Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Mom Biz Solution Show with mom entrepreneur extraordinaire Lara Galloway. For over 10 years, Lara has been coaching moms as they walk through and try to figure out life as they run a business, run their families, and try and keep their sanity. So tune in and don't forget to visit mombizcoach.com for past podcast episodes, blog posts, and details on how you can work with Lara to build a home, business, and life you love. Hey guys, and welcome to the Mom Biz Solutions Show. What do you think of my new intro? Woohoo! Shout out to my marketing manager, Jen C. Simpkins, for doing that for me. I'm excited to have something new and fresh to share. It's awesome when we get to do a little rebranding and refreshing of our, of our stuff. So I hope you like it. I'd love your feedback. Hey, welcome to a very rainy Wednesday here in Michigan. <laughs> um, you know the weather always affects me, so I have to give you that update and that forecast. I guess I get it from my father, who always calls me with a forecast from Georgia or South Carolina. It cracks me up. Anyway, so today we're going on with our business basic stuff. And what's more basic than, you know, getting paid, right? We're not in this business to do things for free. It's not a business if we do it for free. So when you are an entrepreneur and you put your blood, sweat, and tears into the products and services that you offer for a living to your clients and your customers, you certainly want to get money in return. And, you know, as, as exciting and rewarding as it is to get paid for the stuff we do, it, is, it hurts so much when you find that you have yourself a situation where you've delivered the goods, but you haven't gotten paid. So, I have been through this very painful, painful experience, and I wanted to share with you some tips that I found in the years of being a business owner and in the years I've spent coaching business owners to help avoid this dreadful situation when a client won't pay. So first of all, let's just kind of talk through, you know, how this happens, right? So let's say, I mean, if you are someone who sells products for a living, you know, some of that can be really nice and easy if, you, if you're doing a web store or whatever. Things have to be paid up front, right, before you ship them out, right? If they're going through an e-commerce site on your website and uh, they've got a shopping cart, well, of course, things aren't going to go anywhere until they pay the money, right? If you have a bricks and mortar type business, you know, a client comes in and before they walk out of the store, if they don't want bells and whistles dinging because of theft, then they're going to pay you when they walk out the store. All straightforward, right? What can happen, though, is a, a lot of different things, especially in the services business. So if you run a services-type business, you might run into something that one of my clients um, who runs a PR and marketing company, 
in Wisconsin went through recently. And she told me, Laura, she said, I'm, I'm so frustrated because, you know, this client, this is one of my biggest clients. I've been working with them for years, but there's been a change in management. And they, you know, the, the new manager or whoever is the decision maker is, is apparently just not, you know, p- taking my invoice as a priority. And this invoice has been outstanding for maybe 60 days or something. I can't remember how long she said, but it's way overdue. They've had plenty of time to pay it and they haven't done so. And oh my goodness, the heartache, because you know what? It was worth about $6,000. So my client is waiting on a receivable of $6,000 that is for work that she has done. And oh, by the way, to add insult to injury, this client also undercharges and over delivers, <laughs> which I'm working with her on. Um, but, you know, she's, she's done above and beyond the work that she needed to do, and she's not getting paid for it. And you know, as a, as a small business owner, what happens when you plan on getting paid and you budget for getting paid and then it doesn't happen? It can throw you into some serious cash flow challenges, right? Okay, because you have things you have to pay. You have to spend money on resources, on freelancers, on the help that you have, on people on your team, payroll, rent, utilities, all kinds of stuff, right? You've got to pay those things, and you can't just not pay them. So if you're relying on income, which I know you are, from your clients for the work that you're doing, it can be very challenging to come up with that money when you are $6,000 in the hole over what you budgeted. Okay, or under what you budgeted. This sort of thing happens a lot. And this this is a particularly challenging situation that my client is in right now. And what it's going to take is some very specific sit down conversations. And I've, you know, talked her through, recommended a meeting specifically with the the former some of the former um, not former, some of the people that she still works with who are not the decision makers necessarily and the, and the paycheck writers, but they are the influencers to the new people that she has. And I've suggested that she go in and have a specific meeting that she calls, schedule it ahead of time, and make it specific only to the discussion of the billing and the contract. So it's not to be rolled in with any of the other ongoing meetings they have every week. So that's how she's handling it. Now, Again, that's a specific example, but what it what it shows, I mean, I think a $6,000 deficit of what she is due to be paid is, is, I mean, I think everybody can relate to how painful that is, right? That's just a huge amount of money for an entrepreneur. Now, that said, what I want to spend time on this um, podcast today talking to you about is how to avoid getting into that situation in the first place, okay? <laughs> because it is so much harder to collect money once the goods and services have been delivered, your leverage is very little. If you have not yet delivered the goods and services, of course you have greater leverage, right? I know I'm not speaking anything genius here, but I just want to have you think through this, okay? Because when I do coach clients around pricing and invoicing and getting people to pay on time, I find that it always starts the, the problem always starts at the very front end of this process where the clients should have made some specific process to avoid these things in the first place, okay? So it's a basic assumption, but you may need to check your process and see if this is something you have in place, all right? So step number one, 
the very first thing you need to do to avoid getting yourself into a situation where a client won't pay you is to make sure that you write it out in an agreement what you are agreeing to sell them, the scope of that. And I mean, be very specific. You may need to have bullet points, okay? You don't have to have some legal contract you know, that you get a lawyer to review every time, although sometimes that is necessary depending on the situation. But by and large, you need to have a standard agreement that you send to your clients that describe the scope of work, okay, and that describes the cost for that scope of work. There also needs to be something in your agreement that says for, you know, for work beyond this project, for changes beyond what we have agreed to here, for additional things, these things may be purchased at this rate or discussed separately at another time outside this contract. This contract only covers this project we have agreed upon, okay? So you need to have very clear boundaries around the scope of work and keep asking questions of your client to make sure that you guys do get to an agreement in some level of detail about what the the work is that you are providing. Every single time I take on a new client, they do have to sign my coaching agreement, which is not difficult to sign, it's not hard, but it says, you know, I agree to pay, you know, at the beginning of the month for the services rendered. Lara is on a retainer, it's this amount per month, and I will pay that, you know, on a monthly basis until we both agree to stop. That's it, right? And it says exactly the amount, and it says what day and time we're meeting on and how long those meetings will be each week, yada, yada. Okay, so I spell it out. It's very simple because what I sell is very simple, okay? But that's the first piece. You've got to have that established. And I can't tell you how over the years I've had lots of clients who have felt really like embarrassed or shy or like a bully <laughs> because they don't want to they or they don't want to feel like a bully or, or embarrassed to have to ask their clients to sign something like an agreement or a scope of work document or a contract or whatever it is a bill of sale they in fact they they would rather it seems operate without these things in writing And guys, I'm just going to tell you straight out, every single thing that we do in the rest of the world, we sign off on things all the time, whether it's with your cable company, whether it's, you know, signing on the bottom line when you buy groceries at the grocery store, you sign some sort of agreement that is an agreement to pay, okay? So this is something we do everywhere else in our lives. Don't be afraid to establish this and expect it as a business owner, all right? That's step number one. Establish it, write it down, have both parties sign it and agree to it. And then you stick to it. Do not go beyond the scope of work and keep doing free work beyond what you've agreed to and then expect that they're going to pay you for it. Nope. You have to manage yourself to the requirements and the expectations of that project that you sold your client. Okay? Secondly, and this is whether you do business online, offline, whether you sell products or services, for the love of God, make it easy for your customers to pay you. You've got to make it easy. And I mean, I, for that reason, don't accept checks and I don't accept cash because most of the people I work with are not local to me. They're all over the place, okay? So waiting for somebody to send me a check in the mail, uh, no, <laughs> no thank you. Waiting for some cash for somebody to drive by my house that's local and, and drop it off, no, uh-uh. Everything I do, 
I run through online billing. I have um, I set things up through PayPal. I use as my merchant. I used to have a really fancy PayPal store that I paid premium money for. I don't do that anymore. I just use PayPal as my processing, as my payment processor. So you can pay via a PayPal account, or if you don't have one, that's fine. You can pay through your checking account or through a credit card. It's so easy. And yes, they take a small payment out uh, for that, a small, I don't know, what is it, one and a half percent or something of whatever I'm getting paid. But that's fine. That is the cost of doing business. And it ensures that when I go to deliver coaching, I know that my client has, has paid because PayPal has you know, verified that payment. I know the money is in my account. And I didn't have to even send them a multiple invoice. They, they bill my clients every single month. Okay, so that kind of stuff is super helpful if you can set up an easy way to get paid. If you can always, you know, for services, I recommend you do at least part of it up front. A very, um, you know, I have like I'm kept on retainer, so people pay me up front for the whole month of coaching. But if you're like when I do a speaking gig, I require half of the agreed upon price to be paid up front within, you know, like a week of the invoice that I sent them. And then the other half is paid once I complete the speaking gig or the workshop or whatever it is they're paying me to do. So half up front, half later is a very good way to do things. Those are the biggest points I can tell you right there. If you're operating without any boundaries around the kind of work that you've agreed to do with someone, it is very likely that you will be stuck in a situation where you're thinking you're getting paid for something and a client is thinking it's covered and therefore you may have a discrepancy and not get paid what you're expecting to get paid and that will hurt. Do not put yourself in that situation. And the second thing is if you are chasing around checks and cash or otherwise making it hard for your customers to pay you rather than making it super easy online with Square or PayPal or the various other payment processors that are out there, you're making it difficult for yourself to be a profitable business owner. Find a way to make it easy. Make sure you get it up front. Make sure you communicate that these are the boundaries around what we're going to do. Make sure you have something in place and signed by both parties so everybody is aware. And then you will not be forced to be chasing money after the fact that you absolutely deserve. (laughs) All right. So guys, that is my advice to you. Get yourself out of that situation. If you have more questions for me and specific examples, I, this is a big topic, and I would love to share it with you. I'd love to answer it. So just shoot me an email, Lara, that's L-A-R-A, at mombizcoach.com, and I'll try and address it on the air. All right, until next time, I'm Lara Galloway, the Mom Biz Coach. Take care. Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? 
In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.